Hello, Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, Tony. Uh, hey, can Mike. you hear us okay, buddy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, let me turn up the volume just a little bit. Uh, go ahead. Oh, you sound great as always, Yeah, Mike. yeah, yeah. You're, you're clear as a bell. I just wanted to make make sure that everybody could get here. All right, yeah. well, we'll be pretty uh, pretty informal here, but um, uh, I guess I'll, I'll start it, Tony. Okay. I never thought I'd make it to the 100th anniversary of WPTF, but uh, lo and behold, we have. And we are this year honoring uh, a lot of the folks, not as many as we'd like, uh, who were part of WPTF's history. One of them was a, uh, an executive here and a newsman. And got, our boss at He one got point. into yes. the trenches, but he also had a lot of administrative duties, and uh, we are honored to talk with Mike Edwards. And, uh, Tony, uh, we have so many stories. Oh, yeah. Well, Mike Edwards is one of the best people I've ever met. And Me too. And Mike, you were here during most of the 1990s. Yeah, when you guys uh, let me know that you want to do this interview, I, I thought about it for a long time. I'm actually a child of WPPF. <laughs> it goes back to when I was uh, I was a late 40s baby, a boomer. And uh, by the time I started uh, learning what radio was all about, uh, PTF was always on my mother's countertop radio in the kitchen and so i grew up with that station pretty much and, and you were growing up in wilson right yeah that's right great signal and great great shows i mean i started out with bill jackson and wally osley and all that uh, gab fest and so forth also bart ridner al pruitt i remember all of those guys a lot of great and guys think- and of course you were a competitor with us for a while that's right. you were at the north carolina news network for many years before you joined us yeah, you know, Tony, as I was thinking about this, PTF represents for me transitions, not only in my lifetime, but in the industry. Because uh, when I started listening to it, radio was in its golden age. And, of course, format changes and all that stuff. And then suddenly here's something called television comes along, and that starts getting people's attention. And uh, so changes. So by the time I came back from the military uh, and started looking for a job, I went over and talked to Bill Jackson, who was still there at PTF at the time. And that's when your facility had moved, because uh, I need to inject here. In 65, when I graduated from high school, my counselor asked me to apply for the Summer Institute Scholarship that PTF offered at UNC for broadcasting, and I won it. So PTF sponsored that for me. And I went over there. That's Charles Stegall and Pappy Pointer I met at that time. And uh, Bart Rittner interviewed me as part of that. Did you have this wonderful voice in 1965? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I ever had a wonderful voice. You yes, do. you did. You I do. do. Yes. <laughs> People would kill to have your voice, Mike. Yeah. So anyway, I got to do that. So I came back after the Army and saw Bill and talked to him. But something else was going on, and this was always something special to me. The station I first started at was in Wilson. It was an AMFM. And uh, I kind of liked that film. Uh, I learned to appreciate it, uh, even though AM was what I grew up with, and I still love it. Uh, and so I ended up at your competitor station, and uh, I had uh, not really listened to them that much when I was growing up at Uh I knew about them, and that's about it. And so, yeah, we were competitors. But interestingly, Tony, as my career evolved there, as you recall, I became part of the operations unit for the uh, North Carolina News Network. It became the Capital Sports Network. And Wally Osley and Gary Dornberg and I were part of that Wolfpack uh, signal that went out for all the football and basketball programs. 
and some of the talk shows like Jim Balvano and so forth. So I was really kind of working with you guys very closely throughout that part of my And career. Mike, as I recall, I think I remember you telling me uh, years ago that when you were in that job, you were traveling around to stations all over the state with dishes and all sorts of things. Yeah, a part of my job was to put out what they call downlinks, and I worked with our engineering department, and we had downlinks in Virginia, uh, North Carolina, even uh, parts of South Carolina, if I recall, one or two stations there. And interestingly enough, after we got the Wolfpack Network going on satellites, we also had Duke and the University of Virginia. So they were kind of all pioneers at the same time of going from the old telephone line delivery to satellite. And at the same time, I, I actually was able to get NASCAR interested. They thought I was kind of crazy when I called them. I said, don't you want to use some of our downlinks? And lo and behold, once I convinced them that they could hear more than just the loud noise of an engine on some of their broadcasts, they, they, they jumped right on it. So and, of course, a lot uh, of fun. NAS- uh, NCNN is, is now owned by Curtis Media. Ironically, yeah. and ironically, Mike and I are both on NCNN that's, every that's day. That's right. Now, so. I know the world, <laughs> the world doth change. But you also worked with someone who worked here. Uh, you worked with him at uh, WRL FM, and that was Bob Inskeep. Absolutely, Bob and I still remain friends. Bob, of course, later became a, a pastor, and he's semi-retired now, going out and still doing great work for the Lord. And uh, but the interesting thing about Bob and I is we evolved too. He left uh, before I did at GTF, and we got together again at a little short live station that later became Foxy here in Raleigh. And then uh, uh, during that time, I, I actually worked for a station that you folks now operate on, and that was the old WKIX. I worked on their FM, right, uh, which was 96.1. And so, in fact, uh, I've worked on all the FMs in Raleigh at one time or another, somewhere, including 106.1 when it was the old WVOT FM. <laughs> so. I've been in this Raleigh market and part of the, not only as a competitor, but as a, a supporter of PTF throughout my lifetime, it seems like. And I was trying to think, Mike and I were talking earlier today about when you came in. I think you came around 1992. Was that right? That sounds right, Tony. I was yeah. there about six years. I left the, the early part of 99. Inskeep uh, had gone on seminary and was doing well with his first church. And uh, I uh, had gone over and worked with Tix and a couple of those guys, just doing some board op work and some general announcing. And I uh, was just kind of thinking about what to do next uh, after we radio was going through a change then, obviously, uh, as we all know. And uh, it changed, uh, you know, the, the jobs and everything. And uh, got to talking to Joe Bell, who was the GM at that time. And uh, Joe said, why don't you think about coming over here and, offered me the job of being the program director. And although I never officially used that title, I don't think, I guess unofficially that was what the title, but yeah, I I set up and did the programming for the AM and FM, but then Don talked me into going into news more. He wanted to uh, to develop a news network in addition to the news, Darkon News Network, which he eventually got. But remember, we had stations that he owned in Goldsboro, Tarboro, and other places, and he wanted news for them. So that's what we did. And you got over here, and you encountered people like Mike Raley and me and Mike Blackman. You really inherited a, a, a bunch of interesting people, didn't well, you, Mike? <laughs> he certainly did. And and I I want to I don't know if I've ever said this on the air. Mike saved my job, and I I uh, I have credited him many times uh, personally, but he saved my job here. And uh, 
thank God for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was my pleasure. Uh, and it really wasn't a hard fight. It was interesting that throughout my career, I'd always heard about focus groups and all this background stuff that the high top executives like to use. And, of course, when you step into programming, that's one of the tools they want you to use. So I got involved with that. And I'm like, man, this is brutal. It was harsh. And what was so unfair, I thought, was the way some of the questions were asked of people who got, and usually it was 10 or 12 people chosen randomly, and uh, whether they liked your station or not, did they like this particular person or that, why and why not, I got into all that. That, that kind of got me a little, uh, I don't know, antsy about things, but uh, I recognized one thing about PTF was consistency. I love that part of it. And, and really, it's a legacy station. You guys have been around since the 30s. You're one of the early stations of North Carolina. So historically, uh, as uh, one of your former announcers, Dick Stork, says, it's a blowtorch station with a lot of history. And oh, my it really gosh. It covers the history of the whole business and the city of Raleigh and the Triangle. Yeah, and, and we covered it all. I learned so much from you and Mike Blackman about news, just just yeah. all aspects of it. Yeah, Mike, I was uh, remembering that uh, you and I actually met a long time before you came to work here. I don't know if you remember this. first time you and I ever met was at Wallace Wade Stadium on a Saturday afternoon at a track meet back in the 1970s. Right, right. right. Well, y'all, y'all weren't running track, obviously. No, we were broadcasting, but <laughs> neither Mike nor I. Mike at that point was a lot heavier than he was after that, and I've always been heavy. So we weren't exactly track athletes, but we were. We were All right, I just wanted to establish yeah. that. Plus, yeah. there are too many mics here. Yeah, yeah and, and to your credit, Mike, really, you've done a good job of staying healthy and in shape. I'm, I'm slowly getting back to there. I followed a couple of operations a year or two ago. I got a little bit out of shape, but I'm working on it. But, uh, yeah, I, Tony, you're right. You were under a tent. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That was being used to select people for Olympic team competition uh, qualifying. How about that? Yeah, that was, that was almost 50 years ago. But uh, yeah. uh, it, it's been a pleasure to know Mike for that time. And i got to say, Mike, you know, over the years, I have worked for a whole lot of news directors and you were one of the very best. I, I certainly agree with that. No doubt well, about it. I appreciate it. that. You guys were always special to me. And one of my favorite stories, though, is of all time, of course, Blackman was always great. Mike and I were not only competitors, we were friends. I worked for his brother at one time. Oh, wow. Yeah, Fred Blackman. Yeah, uh, uh, Fred. Yeah, that's right. And then uh, I also... Uh, had a good relationship with old Johnny Hood. <laughs> and I tell you, Johnny and I got along so well. When he he got told he was going into news, he looked at me and got and said, Johnny, this be you. And he did. He did a great job. He was so much fun. Yeah, and he sounded very authoritative. He, he really no, did. He did a great job. One of yeah, my favorites, too. And uh, uh, it's, it's a shame we lost Johnny a, a few years ago. But we have so many Johnny Hood stories that Mike and I continue to tell around the station all the time. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and Blackman stories to go with that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this, this business, uh, there's so many creative people in this business. And if you aren't creative, you're not going to make it. And with yeah. creativity comes personality. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. And there was plenty of personality. Oh, but my gosh, I yeah. Back to the days when Bart was working in Rocky Mount before he came here. So I had known Bart for a long time. And uh, we were competitors of sort, even though his market was Rocky Mount, mine was Wilson. The stations could be heard in both markets. So, I, 
I remember one time when I was, uh, you sent me out, and y'all sent me out a lot of different places. I had to go to a federal court for something. There was somebody, and you know how hard it is to get into federal court. Well, I couldn't get in there. And and finally, you you just said, I called back, and you said, well, just get in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm facing all these these big marshals, and uh, I, t- I talked my way into it. Uh, because I, mean, I was caught between a rock and a hard yeah. place. <laughs> yeah. oh, but it taught yeah. me. Oh, yeah. it and, taught Mike, me. Uh, you and, uh, and Hood and I uh, – started after the uh, transition away from the early bird hour. You and Hood and I were there at the very beginning of the program that we called First Edition for a long time, which Mike later took over after both you and I had gone. And that was so much fun working with you every morning when we were putting that show together, and we'd sit in that little studio together and alternate stories. Oh, absolutely, Tony. Those, Those were fun times. And you know what was really remarkable? I, I couldn't believe that I actually talked myself into getting up even earlier than I had been getting up. Uh, when I first came back to Raleigh to, to work at the, the competitor, I uh, <laughs> I was getting up about uh, quarter to four, driving over. I commuted from Durham at the time before I moved to Raleigh later. And I said, man, this is early. And then at CPF, I was up in, in the studio around two in the morning because, remember, we had all those different stations. We were using computers to together stories from different cities i mean it was amazing yeah and we were stacking them a stack for you a stack for me a stack for hood the different (laughs) stories we were going to read and uh it it was fun but it was it was a whole lot of work and you know mike when you left you had the most uh, unique departure ever because we've done uh farewell luncheons for a lot of people and you were moving over to the north carolina medical society and we had that lunch for you i think it was out of the state farmers market but you're the only person we ever gave a lab coat to <laughs> that's right and i still have that somewhere Tony. and uh, they actually gave me a stethoscope to go with it I think. <laughs> yeah that's how right. about that well you probably could have used uh, some, some doctoring on on the people you work with here do you have any other memories of uh of the people you work with here oh yeah well what was fun you know when i retired from the medical society uh, several years ago i uh, called up brian leblanc one day he was out looking for somebody. I said, what kind of person you need for traffic? I didn't realize you guys had picked up Triangle Traffic at the time. And I had uh, known Frank when he was running it and uh, it changed hands. And uh, he said, well, come over. I can show you what we do. And I said, hey, I'll do this. So I loved working with that. And I got back in touch with you guys. And then I got, when you guys picked up the news network, I went over there and filled in when I had time and to help you guys when you had vacations or someone was sick. So I I got back into it as part of my retirement for a couple of years. It was a lot of fun. And we loved having you back here then, too. Yeah, can we lure you back for anything? (laughs) Well, whatever you need. I I mean, I still remember Tom Kearney. What a great fun sitting down and chatting with Tom about different things. And, of course, Don, the owner, always enjoyed talking with him, see him from time to time and chatting about things. And I've always appreciated one thing about Don, and that is his love for AM and the importance it's had in this, uh, not only in the state, but in the industry. I think He's been such a factor in keeping AM alive in North Carolina. He has. Absolutely, and uh, I, I understand that because I don't think people understand the technical side of AM, FM, and all that, that uh, when things get really bad, AM's got a better chance of surviving than some of the other types of technology. And uh, I'm just grateful that it's still around and uh, that we can do that. 
Uh, I, I wish internally, as far as programming changes and transitions goes, we we had taken a little bit different direction. But that's the way the market works, and you have to just adapt to it and do what you got to do. But I'm grateful PTF is still there. I think it's 100 years of just sheer joy and history of how everything has evolved throughout uh, the years in the Raleigh area. Yeah, right in the center of it, when you guys, I, I got to see your studios when you were in the Durham Life Building, and what a beautiful set of studios and everything. And one of the guys who played in your orchestra when PTF was my professor at Carolina, Wes Wallace. And then I got to uh, see you guys when Bob Farrington had me over. I used to be a stringer for your news operation when I lived in Chapel Hill. And Bob had me over when you guys were down on Salisbury Street. And then I go to work for you when you moved out to Highwood. And you're actually one up on Mike and me because we were never in those first studios. We started on South Salisbury Street. I would love to have done that. Seeing that big auditorium in there. Oh, it it was something. I'm telling you, Mike, uh, I still have that in my head. Happy Pointer was up there showing it to me, just beaming and telling me all the history of the things that went on in that auditorium. I think you had QDR was in one corner. They had a studio overlooking it at the time. It became TTFFM became QDR. And so all of that transitioned to about that time as I got into the business. Now, was there a chance that you were going to work, work here earlier uh, in yeah, your career? Yeah, I, did, I, I did interview with, uh, uh, with Bill Jackson. Uh, I also interviewed with two of your competitors, and one of them uh, – made a sweetheart deal, as they call it, to, to get me involved in because it involved networking, which was something I always liked. Plus, the promise that when satellite delivery was more commercially uh, affordable, they wanted to go there. So that's why what I chose. That was really my interest. And that's where I focused most of my uh, uh, business uh, interest in radio. Now, when it comes to the programming part, I've always loved news and public affairs, so I've always done that. And you are one of the best news anchors I've ever heard, too. Yeah. And we were so fortunate to be able to just work with you. And uh, we were working for you, but it always felt like we were working with you at the same time because you always showed us so much respect, too. Well, I have to say, in all honesty, I have to pay, I have to pay tribute to the people that I work with as news director as your competitor. Not only was a short live news director there, very competitive, very concerned about uh, how they operated and everything, and I, I ended up stepping down because I just did not feel qualified or experienced enough at the time to keep that job. And I made a lot of mistakes, and I learned from that. And as I grew old, so I learned that teamwork is always the best way. And, uh, you know, get other people's thoughts and let's, let's move on and let's work together. Because when you do that, it's like a good football team, Tony. You know what happens. You move the ball down the field. And uh, I, I just think that's uh, the one thing I, I, I learned at PTF was how well we were able to work together, even when there was adversity in various ways, whether it was news coverage or technical issues. We had some great times. And speaking of memories, guys, Bob Royal, what a prince of a guy. Oh, yes. We all have our royal stories. I had a chance to travel with him doing women's basketball for a lot of years. <laughs> Mike's got a lot of remote stories. Yeah, yeah Bob and, was was almost a yeah. personal remote producer uh, engineer for the Weekend Gardener for his last years here. And he was here for 61 years. Oh, yeah. And he was a delight. And Gary Lieberch, I still stay in touch with, who's, who's now retired, was uh, followed Bob as chief. And the interesting thing about Bob, you talk about remote, 
I had gone down for the medical society. We had uh, a doctor's meeting down at Pinehurst at one time. I drove down there, and so I'm driving back in the, uh, between uh, Pinehurst and uh, Stanford, I guess. There's a little Hardy's there on the side of the road. I pull in, and all of a sudden, I see the remote van, the PTF remote. I think a PTF PDR remote van. I said, hmm, go in. There's old Royal coming down on a hamburger because we had lunch together. <laughs> I uh, one of my memories with with you, particularly as news director, was when Fran hit as we're in um, been in hurricane so many hurricane seasons here. That was a tough one, wasn't it? Yeah, there were there were two stories weather related that were tough because that night I was home. We had Gary and I mean, uh, Tom handling the anchoring for the first night. And as you guys remember, that. The PTF became very important. It was one of the few signals still going when that storm came through, and people were relying on it to get information about the storm and the aftermath and things going on. My house had nine trees that went down. It blocked my garage door. I couldn't get out. I had to do. So what I did was went upstairs to my office and figured some things, and I did reports from the office until I could get a neighbor to bail me out and get downtown to the or to get to the studios at Highwood at that time. And a very similar thing happened when we had an ice storm uh, after I had gone to work with you guys. Remember, Kathy Larson was one of our anchors. Right, yeah. Kathy was on duty at the time, and she called me, Mike, I need help. I said, I'm going to try to get there. I said, it's icy right now. I'll tell you what, I'll do some. So I did uh, reports and updates and traffic for from my house. So it was always kind of fun to be forced to kind of think through, okay, what's another way we can do this? And PTF allowed that opportunity because I've always had fun, you know, creating things like that. And Mike, one thing I always remember that uh, when I was doing the morning news in a previous incarnation of doing it, which I've done so many different <laughs> stints over the years, but in one of my previous stints of doing it, uh, you every election morning you would always call me with a report for me to tape from the polls when you had gone down to vote. Yeah. Yeah, that was always fun because, you know, voting was important. And I, I, I and I finally, you know, of course, I went to, I think, two different uh, polling sites after moving here. But uh, on the last one, I got to know the judge real well and the people that ran it. And I said, uh, you mind if I just get some stats from you and do a little? And they, they loved it because they know it gets people to come out and vote. <laughs> so I, I always got a very good cooperation from the precinct uh, watchers and everything. So it was a lot of fun. It was just the little things like that that have made WPTF so important. People count on us for learning about what's happening at the polls and and what's happening uh, when disaster hits. Just so many things. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and, and the thing that uh, I think that uh, sticks in my mind throughout it all is always a relationship with your audience throughout its history that uh, connects so wonderful that people. Uh, who meet you or who uh, learn about you or hear your voice and say, are you so-and-so? And And it's just a fun thing to go through. And it it was always very uplifting. Uh, I I remember the many calls that I would receive from audience people. And one of the things that I most remember, I had several calls from people, uh, both uh, when I was in my previous life as your competitor and when I worked at PPF, from people who were blind or print impaired and uh, the visual impairment. And uh, they would ask me questions and they'd thank me and so forth. And I always appreciated that. So now, uh, since I retired, I've been reading for the North Carolina Reading Service uh, Uh, as a volunteer over the years because I think that's so important to 
And that just is a testament to uh, the kind of person you are, too, Mike, that you were doing that. Mike, we thank you so much for taking time to join us today. Now, Mike and I just have one request, and that is that one day soon you go to lunch with us. Yeah. You know, we need to do that. Absolutely. We need to do that. So we will get that together, and uh, we'll have to get as many as the old ones around as not. I, I know Mike Blackman's still with us, but sadly he's down in uh, Pinehurst, and uh not able to get out about as much, but uh, I understand he's doing well, and uh, it's great to know that. Maybe we can get uh, Kearney to join us. Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll get uh, we'll so we'll get well, find yeah. somebody. We'll beg somebody to come with us. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you say it's getting harder and harder to find people anymore. They I know. No longer with us, but. Uh, it's great to be part of the legacy. Thank you so much for letting me uh, be part of this. Mike, thank, thank you, you Mike. for being part of it and uh, being a big part of our lives. Mike Edwards, former WPTF News Director and Executive Producer. All righty, Michael. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. When does all this stuff air? <laughs>